come and hear you. Break the music. It's right. <laughs> My position is right. Yeah, yeah. To receive from the Lord. Yeah, heaven's pleased with that worship. Posture is right. My position is right. To receive from the Lord. My posture is right. Ah. Come on, drive that home to there. To receive from the give you context of the lyrics God wants to make sure that you're in the right position so that you can receive all that he has for you he wants you in the right position to receive all that he has for you so your posture has to be right what is the posture the position of your heart that your heart is directed towards him so that you can receive what he has for you. My posture is right. My position is right. To receive from the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Again, my posture is right. Come on, get that in your spirit. Ah, my position is right. To receive from the Lord. Again, aya. My posture is right. My position is right. Aya kodomo shak. To receive from the Stay right there. Stay right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is right. My position is right to receive more and more, more and more. My posture is right. My position is right. Receive more. Come on, 
song was birthed out of the belly of worshipers a couple of Sundays ago that that came from this house yeah 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 hallelujah there's a well of his glory he's about to pour out and it's swelling in the hearts of the believers that's why in this season, you got to be ready and postured the right way. Because you're going to miss out on this wave. Uh, countless times again, we've seen the wave of glory hit the earth ramp. Brownsville revival. We, we've seen it. The Azusa Street revival. We've seen it. In England, revival broke. It's all over the place. Time and time again, we see this great outpouring of God's glory that touches the earth ramp. I believe we're in that season now that God's going to pour out his glory upon the house. That people in the streets are just going to be saved at the stop signs, at the red lights. They won't have to run into the house of God to meet his glory and his presence. It's going to show up wherever you show up. It's going to show up when you show up. And the Bible says in Isaiah that in this day, men going to come tugging on your coattails, asking, what must I do to be saved? They're just going to come and say, hey, what, what is it about you? What's different about you? It's the glory. <laughs> what must I do to be saved? <laughs> My heart is right. My posture is right to receive from the Lord. Thank you, Father. Can we lift our hands all over this place? Jesus. Jesus. We bless your name, God. Holy God. Righteous God. Magnificent God. We lift up your name and we give you the glory. We magnify you in this place. And as you have declared, God, the book of Job, you said you'll pour out of your spirit upon all flesh. Let there be such an outpouring in this place on this morning. Upon all flesh. Young, old, pour it out. Male, female, pour it out. Pour out your glory. God, we desire to see and feel your glory. We bless you, God. We give you the glory. My God. Jesus, mighty name. Hallelujah. Amen. With a loud praise, open up your mouth and give him some glory. With a high praise. Come on with a high praise. Give him some glory. Hallelujah. You may be seated in his presence. Hallelujah. My God. Jesus. I can sit there for another 30 minutes. Hallelujah. Something about his presence. Something about the presence of the Lord. 
We thank you, Father. God will give you glory. Amen. If you're here for the first, second, or maybe even a reoccurring time, what do you mean by reoccurring? You've been coming and coming, but you have yet to make a decision to be a part of this house. Your guest that has been sitting at this table feasting time and time again, but yet to make a decision. If that's you, do me a favor. Just lift your hand in the air. First timers, second timers. Let me see. I won't actually do nothing crazy. I won't actually jump over the pew. Do cartwheels. Amen. I like your green jacket. Amen. Prosperity. Life. Zoe. Amen. Amen. And all of them. Guests got green on. Amen. The Lord's doing something, I guess. Amen. You get, amen. Is there any others? You should have received a blue connect card. If you did not, keep your hand lifted until you get one. Someone will hand that card to you. If you would, do me a favor. Fill it out. On back of that card is a place for comments and prayer requests. Amen. We'd love to be standing in agreement with you over your prayer requests that you may have. I just want to stay connected with you and tell you all of the great testimonies of the things that God is doing here at Elevate Church. Won't harass you too much, but it'll be all about Jesus. I promise you that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord for our online viewers as well. Go ahead and leave us a comment in the box if it's your first time here with us. Uh, viewing our live broadcast. If you hadn't taken out your electronic device at this time to check in on social media, let your friends and family know that you're with us here at Elevate Church, I would appreciate it. Uh, We're reaching thousands of people on a weekly basis here with our worship live stream, and it's touching lives. Amen. Can we celebrate the Lord for what he's doing? Through the electronic platform, we give God praise for that. Before we get started, uh, I just want to dovetail, take a, a, a moment for a second. Brother Casey, can you bring me that bag if you don't mind? Um, here at Elevate Church this month, uh, we're kicking off. Thank you. Stay right there. I'm going to use your host. Stay right there. Uh, every, every month, we're, we're uh, ramping up for our 10-year anniversary. 10 years. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. We never strive to do an anniversary, pastoral anniversary. It's just, it just hadn't been us. It's not our culture. But 10, year, 10 years is something worth celebrating, Amen. you know, of what God has done. So this has been a decade of, of, of church ministry that has gone on. So we thought it would be a good time now to celebrate 10 years of service unto the Lord and to the body of Christ. So uh, every month we're kicking off with something. We're doing something to be a blessing Amen. And to uh, commemorate the 10 year service that we've been doing. And so this month, we've also the Lord has placed on my heart to be a blessing to the business community that has been connected to Elevate Church. So every week we're going to have a business that's a part of our church. We're going to highlight We're going to spotlight them, allow them to uh, promote their goods and their services so we can support them. And we're going to bless them. Amen. 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 Come on. Hallelujah. We're going to give back to them. Amen. And be a blessing back to them. So that's something we're going to do. We we believe in honor here at Elevate Church. We believe in honor and honoring those who labor amongst us. Hold that for me, sir. Amen. You got it? Amen. All right. So we believe in honor, so honor is a, a thing that we, we do here. You got that? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. So we, we have what we call the Elevate Award. You got that? Yes, sir. Okay. And, and this Elevate, uh, Elevate Award is awarded to people who, are, who do uh, great things in the kingdom of God. 
And uh, so today we're going to honor and celebrate. It says here the, uh, the 2022 Equipping Award presented by Elevate Church to Kevin Soldier Collins, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Proverbs 28, 20. And, and so for those who are standing, know who I'm talking about. But we're talking about KC Soldier right here. Amen. Blessings, sir. Now, he had no idea he was carrying his own blessing. Oh, ain't it like the Lord to have you walk around with your own blessing and you don't even know it? Amen. Soldier, we bless you and honor you on this day, soldier, for your faithfulness to this ministry. Amen. Thank you for all you do. Get him some tissue, somebody. Thank y'all so much. It's just an honor to be a part of a family of faith, man, where the love of God really flows in all to the people for one another. So I receive this with great humility, and I thank God for y'all and y'all prayer for me, y'all. Amen. 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 So the God ain't sloppy. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So here's the other thing about this award. So we normally do this award in a seven-inch. And they ran out of seven inch, so they upgraded him to the eight inch. You've been upgraded, sir. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Blessings bless to you. Bless Love you, sir. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 God is good. Uh, Amen. Y'all so churchy. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm just overwhelmed by his presence right now. Uh, <clears throat> hallelujah. Ah, God. While we were worshiping, I had a vision of heaven on its feet, that angels were up on their feet, and they were worshiping on one accord with the worship that was happening here. And I heard the Lord say, I'm pleased with your worship. I'm pleased with your worship. On yesterday, the leaders gathered here in this very sanctuary. And we all merged upon the altar to cry out to the Lord to forgive us in repentance. As the Bible says, judgment begins first in the house of the Lord. Forgive us for the areas we have fallen short in. We all cried out before the Lord. There was such an overwhelming presence that filled this place. To see leaders weeping and repenting in. Not, not repenting or weeping for the sins of the people, but for our own sins. Putting ourselves on the altar to be the example of what it looks like to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable, pleasing unto the Lord. Amazing. I honor the leaders here, all those, those who serve here. It's a pleasure to serve along with you. 
do want to give you what the Lord has given. Grab your Bibles all over the place. We're going to forgo our faith declaration this morning. I'll grab Romans chapter number 8, verse number 9. I need you also to grab Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26. And if you would stand to your feet as we prepare the, weed, the reading of God's word. Glory. I read this quote by Mahatma Gandhi. He says, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. Oh, God. Why do you allow the opinions of men to disrupt your peace? Why do you allow the opinions and the thoughts of others to affect the way you think about yourself? Especially when God has already declared who you are and whose you are and, and what you are to him. Why would you allow somebody else to trample upon your pure thoughts that are holy, peaceable, loving and kind unto the things of God to corrupt those thoughts with their thoughts, that their thoughts become your thoughts, that their thoughts become your thoughts. Because whatever you think, eventually you speak. So now their words become your words. And watch. God is such a gentleman that he will not violate his word. Y'all better hear me this morning. And he won't violate your word. So if you think that way about yourself, he won't violate that thought about yourself. As a man thinketh, God won't violate that. If you think that of yourself, God says, I can't do nothing about it because those words are not my words. So I'm going to allow you to hold on to your own words if you choose to. So what you choose is a choice that you make and God won't violate it. Why I can't see freedom in my life and deliverance in my life is because you're holding on to those thoughts of the world. God comes to set you free. He whom the Son has set free is, he wants you free. Look at your neighbor right quick and say, he wants you free. But here's the key. In order to get free, you got to think freely of the things of God. There's glory in this place. And I, I love that. Um, Gandhi said, I won't allow people to trample with their dirty feet in my mind. It's time to do some house cleaning. It, it, it ain't springtime, but it's time to do some spring cleaning. It's time to clean some things up. You got to fix your thoughts. Fix your thoughts. R Romans chapter number eight. Are you there? Ask your neighbor, are you there? Yeah. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 9 says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, <laughs> but in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. So my shall he lives in me. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. 
So if you don't have the spirit of God in you, God says you don't belong to me. Grab Genesis chapter number one, verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. God says, let us make man in our own likeness and our own image. Watch this so that we don't have to live in the flesh, but we can live by the spirit. Because God is spirit. So God wants us to live like he lives by the spirit. Hear this before you see it. The character of God never changes. The character God's character is unchanging. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we bless you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Can somebody shout amen? Amen. And amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We have started, um, I said, this new, um, I won't call it a series, but it's a series of different messages based upon the businesses that we're going to bless throughout the upcoming months. And one of the businesses that we have selected on this month is a clothing brand called Positive Behavior by our very own music director, Marcus Fisher. And on last week, he literally sold out of his product on last week. And so today is his final day. So um, we're going to support him. He has product in the foyer. So uh, it's a brand that will be a blessing to your brand with a message that will bless you. So I solicit your support in supporting him on today after service. Uh, buy as many as you can. And if you don't like what you see, then buy something for somebody else. Maybe they will. Period. Well, I didn't say it right. Period. <clears throat> Got to take it an octave up. Period. Period. Write that, bring it down, period. A little bit, another. Amen. So support him. So this message entitled today is Positive Behavior. Positive Behavior. Subtitle, Fruit Inspector. Ask your neighbor, what's your fruit look like? Oh, God. It's going to be tight through here today. I promise not to hit you too hard, but if I do, just say ouch. First Peter chapter number one, verse 23 says, For you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the, uh, through the living and enduring word of God. Let me read that again. For you have been born again, not of perishable seed. One translation says corruptible seed. That you have not been born of a corruptible seed, one that is not corruptible, but through the living word and enduring word of God. That's why it's important for you to be born again, because God in his born again process, he renews you from the uh, corruptible to the incorruptible. That there's a new nature that comes upon you. And the word of God is the process of which this takes place. That which is corruptible is now incorruptible through the word of God. 
So uh, we're going to talk extensively today about uh, your fruit. Uh, okay, so y'all just amen. So what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? Most commonly, uh, the answer is most commonly this. Uh, to be a Christian is to be, come on, say it with me, to be Christ-like. So that has become the di- definition and the dimension of which we, we view Christianity through. Is to be Christ-like. Well, that's not exhaustive, nor is it expansive enough. Because to be Christ-like really is just minute, because you're already like Christ. Okay. Didn't we just now read that we were created in the likeness and the image of God? So you already have Christ-likeness already. So to be a Christian, when you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you already like him. So it's not expansive enough because just to say I'm a Christian and I'm like Christ, that's not expansive nor is it exhaustive enough. Uh, so, so here it is. Uh, Christianity uh, is ex- more expansive to this point to display the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. That's true Christianity. Because just to say that you're a Christian is not enough. Okay. That's why the world looks at you and says, I thought you were a Christian. You know why? Because you're not displaying the power of the Holy Ghost. You're not displaying the transformative power of the Holy Ghost. In other words, you live like you were living before you got born again. Oh, God. So, in other words, your fruit is not proof of what your mouth says. You're not walking in the power, the transformative power of the Holy Ghost. Because your flesh is doing other than what your spirit is saying. Ask your neighbor what your fruit look like. See, true Christianity is that when I walk, I walk differently than I walked before. So now when the world sees me, they don't see me as I once was. They see me now who God says I am. And it's also contrary to the way I want to be. I become something else. Because I want to cuss you out. Truth of the matter, I do what I do. I do. I do. I want to I wanna punch you in the throat. I do. I do. I, I, I really want to drop kick you. I, I, really, I really do. I really do. I really I do. I want to clap back at you on Facebook. I really, I, I do. My flesh really desires to do it. But that was the, in, that was the corruptible seed. But now that I'm born again, I'm born of an incorruptible seed. That, that the things that I, as Paul said, the things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. And the things that I don't want to do, I, see, here, here's the thing. When you're born again, something different happens on the inside of you. Your walk is different. Your talk is different. The way you treat people is different. Why? Because it is not of you. It is of the spirit. It's the, it's the spirit of God that keeps you. I'm loving as loving as I am has nothing to do as who I am, but has everything to do of the spirit. So the love that flows is the love that he gave that flows through. Oh, y'all quiet. 
You think you nice and all that. You ain't that's the Holy Spirit operating through you. Because you just as nasty and cantankerous and hateful and spiteful. It's in you. Tell your neighbor it's in you. Oh, it's in you. You meet the right person, they push the right button. I will say, you flim flam, flugle flop. Y'all just ain't meet the right one that pushed the right button yet. I ain't cussing 23 years, but I'm prone to cuss in the next five minutes. I mean, just the right, just push the right button. My, my neighbor has a dog, and every morning I look out the window in my devotional time, and that dog just, he finds his way into my front yard to poop on my lawn. And I promise you, he's doing it spitefully because he looks at the window at me. I'm looking at that dog like, really? I go knock on my neighbor's door and say, hey, man, can you stop your dog from pooping in my yard? Or at least come clean it up. Do one or the other. But morning after morning, just pushing that button. Can I just be transparent this morning? Be pushing. I just want to go kick over his trash can. You know, you just, boom. You poop in my yard, you pick up your trash. I mean, I'm going to teach you a lesson. Uh, I, I'm just trying to get free here this morning. But I have to walk in the transformative power of the Holy Ghost. I want to TP his house. And I, I, I want to. But I got to walk in the transformative power of the Holy Ghost. Watch this. Catch it. I got to protect my witness. What are you willing to do for the sake of the kingdom of God? Are you willing to uh, put aside your offense for the kingdom of God? What are you willing to do to protect your testimony for the kingdom? Because at the end of the day, you put the kingdom of God on trial when you walk outside of the spirit in your flesh. You bring an indictment against the kingdom. Because you're going off on Facebook. You got every right to go off, but you're going off on Facebook. And now the world's looking at you. I thought you were a. To be a Christian means to display the transformative power. The Holy Spirit. It is to walk in the dominion of God's glorious glory. To walk in the power of God's glory. That when you walk into a situation as a Christian, you're walking in with glory. Not your glory. That's where we get it twisted. Because people honor you for what's on you and we take it instead of being reflective, we make it absorbive and we say they honor me because I'm so good. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about his glory. That's why Peter and the apostles were able to walk in Peter's shadow, heal people. Just his very shadow. Apostle Paul had handkerchiefs on his body. People acting for handkerchiefs and they were being healed just to touch. It wasn't him. It was on him. The glory of God. And that's how we should be as Christians. That everywhere we go, we carry the glory with us. That demons tremble and flee. Not because of me. 
but because what I'm carrying. Things change when I show up. Not because of me. It's because what I'm carrying when I show up. Body should be healed when I show up. Not because of me. It's because what I'm delivering into that situation. Change should happen when I show up. Because I bring the answer along with me. Talk to us, Galatians chapter number 2. It's not I that live, but Christ that live within me. So wherever I go, I bring Christ with me. That is the true essence of being a Christian. It's that change should take place. Because you carry change with you. Because you carry the one who is change in you. Can you say amen? amen? You got to say amen to some of this. I promise you it's going to bless you. So transformation, you have to know this. Transformation is important for you to recognize that these things, uh, things we produce primarily through our, aren't things that we produce primarily through our own efforts. Rather, they come from the Holy Spirit that works the transformative power on the inside of us. So it comes from the Holy Spirit. Somebody shout, it's not you. Yeah, you got to know that. You got to know that. Because if you take on this as it is of you, then you get into a state which is called pride. Amen. So Galatians chapter number 5, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. I want you to underline that in your Bible. But the fruit... Of the spirit. I want you to underline that. But the fruit of the spirit. Talked about this yesterday. But the fruit of the spirit. Notice now. I got any teachers in the house? Any teachers, instructors? Teachers, teachers. No educators in the house. One. Amen. Teachers. Okay. Amen. Y'all lift your hand. Y'all scared. I ain't going to give you no tests. But, and I hated English, y'all. I, I did. I'm a mathematician. I love math. Amen. People who like math hate English, and people who love English hate math. It's just, it is what it is, huh? You hate English too, huh? Yeah. Amen. So, 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 but, but this I do know, fruit is singular. Y'all, y'all see that? Are y'all reading that? Can we read that together? Ready, read. But... Wait, 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 wait. But the fruit of the Spirit, singular. So in other words, what should proceed after this is a singular notion. So the fruit of the Spirit should be singular. So whatever comes after this should not be plural. It should list one thing. So really in context of this text, it should stop at, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. <laughs> but the fruit of the Spirit gives us plurality. Multiple. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Can I get 23? Gentleness and watch this. Who was that Janet Jackson? Control. Tell your neighbor, you can do it. I just can't control myself. That's because you're in your flesh. 
I just couldn't help myself. That's because you in your flesh. Because the spirit of God will help you if you want to be helped. So, so watch. Uh, I could preach on that just by itself. My helper comes on. Yeah, I feel my help come on. Yeah. So, so it says, go back to 22. It, it says that the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. You don't have to take me on. Stay right there. Watch. So it gives us plurality of what the fruit of the spirit is. So hear this. You have to walk in love. You have to walk in joy. You have to walk in peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, and faithfulness. Now watch. Just because you walk in one doesn't mean you have the fruit. Oh, I have such joy. But you ain't got love for nobody. Oh, you're so generous and kind. But you have no goodness and faithfulness. So watch, to operate of the fruit of the Spirit, it requires that you operate in them all or none. So if you have one or two or three, but you don't have them all, then you have none. Because it is the fruit of the Spirit. So if you negate one, you have negated them all. That's why when the world sees you and as kind and joyful as you are, but you have no love, they say, I thought you were a. Because you're not operating in the fruit of the spirit. You're not operating in them all. So it cancels and negate the fruit. So now instead of operating in the fruit, you're operating in the flesh. Oh, but, but I'm so faithful. You're not operating in the fruit. You're operating in your flesh. So, ask your neighbor, what's your fruit look like? Okay, so these, these, these are things that are of the fruit of the spirit, all right? These, these are type of behavior themes, behavior themes, all right? Compassion and kindness, compassion and kindness. These are the things that we operate in as believers. Compassion and kindness. Generosity. Humility. Peace. Joy. Faithfulness. Mercifulness. And forgiving. This is how a Christian should operate. These are positive behaviors of Christians. So if you're not operating in these behaviors, then you're operating in some other spirit that is not of the spirit of God. Uh-huh. If you're not operating in them all, then you're operating in some other spirit that is not the spirit of God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Boy, nobody told you being this Christian going to be this hard, huh? <laughs> if you'd have read the resume on the first, you'd be like, nah, the, the job description, you'd be like, nah, I don't know. I'm going to pass on that one. You tell me I can't cuss folk out no more? Yeah, you can't cuss folk out no more. I don't know if I want this job. You tell me I got to forgive them? I, I don't know if I want this job. <laughs> I told you it's going to come hard today. Second Corinthians chapter number 3 tells us this. And verse 18. 
and we all, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. We're being transformed into his image with his ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. God is transforming us more and more so we can look like him. Thank God for his process because you're looking more and more like him. Tell your neighbor, I thank God for his process. Tell your neighbor, you ought to be thanking God for his process. Yeah, because as this work under construction, amen, like I said, I'm still prone to thunder punch you in the throat, but because I'm being transformed more and more into his likeness and his image, because the mirror is now being cleared, I can see him more in me than I saw before, and and now so I'm being transformed more. The things that I used to think, I don't think anymore. The things I used to do, I don't do anymore because he's wiping the mirror clean, and I see him more in me. Me than what's before me. And the world has to be thankful of God's process of transformation. The people on your job ought to be thankful. They better be thankful. Especially y'all working in the financial industry with the millions of dollars you count now. The Lord may be, yeah, the world may be, they better be glad. They better be glad for the transformation. Y'all, y'all know I'm telling the truth, you know. They got too much. They, they ain't going to miss that one. <laughs> Amen. Thank God for his transformative power. But, but there's an adverse to that. That's if, if, if we are to walk like Christians, then there's a, a way to look not like a Christian. And there's destructive behaviors. Number one is selfishness. There's hate and malice. Okay, I'm coming for you this morning. There's sexual immorality. Okay, I'm, I'm still coming down your road. There's greed and idolatry. There's slander and prejudice. Uh, it, it's in you when you operate of the flesh and not of the spirit. These are the destructive behaviors that manifest in your life. If you're not walking in the spirit and the flesh, it's a surely to happen that you're going to walk in greed and idolatry and slander. And there's going to be a prejudiceness about you. I can guarantee it. If you're not in the spirit, you're in the flesh. It's just either or. And whatever you decide to land on, that's the side God said, okay, you going to be on that side? Okay, all right. I'm just go right on ahead. Cuss them out as much as you want. <laughs> I feel a strong spirit of cussation on this side. I don't even know if that's a word, but just... this side over here need deliverance. I ain't pointing to nobody in particular. Lord Jesus, corrupt seed can't produce good fruit. A corrupt seed cannot produce good fruit. That's why, tell your neighbor, be born again. Because a corrupt seed cannot produce good fruit. It's important, it's vitally important that you're born again so the Spirit of God can be birthed in you. So now that which was corrupt can now become incorruptible. So that you can produce good fruit. First Peter tells us that live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, 
they might see your, glory, your good deeds and glorify God. Watch this. He says, live in such a way that as you do good works, that even pagans, heathens, evildoers, backbiters, slanderers, persecutors, haters, will look at you and still glorify God. They'll look at you and say, man, that must be a God. Because if I was you, I would have, that got to be a God. That people who don't even know God will give God glory, watch this, for your good works. That's when we're walking in the spirit. Okay, I want to land this plane. Uh, Hear this, corrupt behaviors is a weed that grows only in the vacant lots of abandoned hearts. Oh, y'all to write that down. Corrupt behavior is a weed that grows only in the vacant lot of the abandoned hearts. What, what are you saying then, apostle? That if Jesus has not become the king on the throne of your heart, you have a vacant lot waiting for weeds to grow up. If you ever want to measure yourself and see where you are, Check for weeds. Check, check for those little things that pop up in your life. Those, those, little, those little actions and thoughts and deeds that happen. Uh, that's called the weeds. Those little things that you do in secret. Those little thoughts you harbor that manifest publicly. That's the weeds. You know what that means? Your heart is vacant. Your heart is vacant. Jesus has not been bethroned upon your heart. You have removed him. And have placed yourself. Well, God, you heard what they said about me. You know what they're doing. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. That's why I scratched her car up. She She parked too close to me anyway. Boom. The nerve of her. Boom. She shouldn't have told on me. You have removed Jesus from the throne of your heart. Your vacant lot. Now weeds are growing. You ever seen an abandoned house that has not been under care? That abandoned house that has no ownership. A house that has no ownership has no maintenance. Ooh, I feel your Holy Ghost. Uh, and, and, and so now the things that should be taken care of are not taken care of. The wood is rotten. The weeds are growing. The foundation is cracked. There's mold and there, there's, there's clutter and debris. That begins to mount up. Why? Because there's no ownership. Now the behaviors manifest in places that you go that's adverse to the Spirit of God. See, here's the thing, and I close with this. We have made Jesus the Savior of our life. I said to you before, we, we have accepted him. 
So now I'm Christ-like. Because I'm saved. I'm saved. But watch. That's the easy part. To accept Christ, that's all you got to do is confess with your and believe in your. That's easy. But it's the maintenance, the hard part. This is the hard part because Jesus Christ, the Lord. That gives the connotation of the same thing as a landlord. It, it means to own. It, it, it means Lord means master, owner. So now he comes to do the maintenance on you. He comes to upkeep. To make sure things stay in order. Make sure your walk is right. Your talk is right. Your thinking is right. Your speaking is right. He comes to make sure he pulls the weeds out of your life. So that when people see you, they don't see you, they see him. That's the ownership. That's when your fruit is right. Because your flesh is in check. And when people look at you and say, oh, that's good fruit. And I don't know about you, but I've seen trees with good fruit. I just want to grab one. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. So people inspect your fruit because they want to taste and see what has become in you. Oh, something different about you. Let me take. Oh, that's good. Where did you get this from? Oh, you you've changed. What has happened? Oh, oh, you used to be such an evil person, but now we used to sit at this water cooler and gossip anymore, but now we just share the gospel. Ask your neighbor right quick, what your fruit look like? Bow your heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, let every fruit tree here be inspected now in the name of Jesus. Check their fruit. And if there's any amongst us today, Lord, that tree that has not bared good fruit, prune it now. So that the only thing that remains, God, is what you would have to remain. Show them in their lives, God, those weeded areas that have overgrown and have overtaken the throne where you belong, God. Show them those areas in their life where darkness, God, resides and let your marvelous light so shine. Light up the dark places, the barren places, the fatal ground. Break it up. So that seed, God, can be poured in and a harvest of abundance of souls can be added to the kingdom. For unless a seed falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it does, it produces much fruit. So, Father, today, seed the fatal ground. That fruit can be abounded in their lives. If you're here today. There's a couple of people I want to talk to for those of you who don't know Christ and the pardon of your sins. And then there are those of you who are backslidden who need to come back into a right relationship with him. And then there are those of you now who 
you have been saved, but you're still bearing bad fruit. It's time to get it right today. If that's you of those three, lift your hand right now. Do it now. Do it now. God is calling you to please. I see you, ma'am. Do it now. I see you, ma'am. I see you, sir. Do it now. Get it right today. He is the savior of a life, but he wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to be the landlord, the owner, the master. There's those of you today who have not given over ownership to him. If that's you today, lift your hand now. Do it now. I see you, ma'am. I see you, ma'am. Can we get a call? I see you. Amen. Any others? My last appeal to you today. I see you, sir. Amen. Any others? Still lifting their hands. Any others today? Any others? Amen. My last appeal is you don't have a church home, but God is calling you to connect. Looking for a church. You felt the spirit of God wanting you to connect with us today. If that's you, would you lift your hand? Don't have a church home, but connecting today. That's you. Father, we thank you. God, we bless you. And God, we give you praise. And God, we give you glory. Come on, clap your hands for what God has done. For those of you online, I submit those appeals to you as well. You can simply text in the box or text the word JOIN to 225-361-2016 to be a part of what God is doing here. And if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior today, hashtag I say yes in the box below. Someone will communicate with you through our moderators online as well. Amen. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet all over the place. Thank you, Jesus. Were you blessed of the Lord on today? Father, y'all. Amen, y'all. I'm going to need y'all to stay over to 1115. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. The rest of y'all need to stay until you are blessed. Amen. Those who clap, you're free to leave. <laughs> the rest of y'all in time out. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Were you blessed of the Lord today? I bet you're going to clap loud now. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, glory. Amen. Pastor Allen, would you close us out in prayer? Do we have a microphone? Amen. For our first time guests. Amen. For those of you who are here today, amen. I'll be at the side door to shake your hand, meet you, and greet you. Amen. As we close out today and make room for our next service. God bless you.
wonderful, 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 amen. Welcome to Elevate Church. Good morning, or well, good afternoon, amen. Aru! Go ahead, Craig. One more time, Craig. Aru! Amen. <laughs> Woke you up on Craig. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. For our first time, second time, and reoccurring guests, if you're here today, for my sake and my sake alone, would you wave at me? Let me see you first, second. Amen. 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 And amen. And amen. Amen. So what do I mean by reoccurring? You come in and coming. You have yet to connect, yet to join. So you're a reoccurring guest here at Elevate Church. We welcome you. Uh, but we also invite you to this family of faith. If you've been here that number of times and if you have yet to make a decision to be a part, then I would say, I would venture to say there's nothing wrong with us. Something wrong with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I say that again. There's nothing wrong with us. But there must be something wrong with you. Because if you've been here more than three times and you keep coming and you have yet to join, check yourself before you tell your neighbor check yourself before you wreck yourself amen maybe God is trying to tell you something (laughs) amen so make that decision today amen if you would I do want to announce on next week I didn't announce it in the 915 service but on next week we're only going to have one service on next week and that is at 915 so if you show up at 1115 we're going to be heading out the door. Amen. So only one service next week. Look at your neighbor and say one service. Amen. So one service next week at 9.15. So uh, tell everybody you know. Make sure you post it on Facebook. We will have a flyer posted on Facebook uh, to inform everyone that we'll be out uh, for our 11.15 service next week. Only one service. Amen. I mean, if you have not yet checked in on social media, let everybody know. Amen. That you're here with us at Elevate Church. I want to jump into this word. We had such an amazing time at the 915 service. Uh, God moved mightily during our 915 service. So I won't belabor uh, on today. Grab your Bibles all over the place. Grab your Bibles. We're going to go to Romans chapter number 8 verse number 9. Grab also Genesis chapter number 1 verse number 26. Romans chapter number 8 and verse number 9 in Genesis chapter number 1 and verse number 26 is where we begin reading all standing if you would for the reading of God's word it's an honored tradition that we stand in the reading of God's word here at Elevate Church if you have strength in your body God gave you mobility in your limbs if you walked into this place amen you can stand to your feet. Romans chapter number 8, verse number 9, as well as Genesis chapter number 1, verse number 26. If you have it, say, I have it. You're still looking? Say, I'm looking. One look. Amen. If you're waiting for it to be put on the screen, say, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Y'all miss Brother Mike, huh? (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Amen. Mahatma Gandhi said this, I will not let anyone walk through my mind with their dirty feet. 
I want you to catch the weight of that quote. I won't allow anyone to walk through my mind with their dirty feet. In other words, I won't allow the opinions of men to change the way I think about myself. I won't allow their thoughts, their deeds to trample into my mind. So where now their thoughts become my thoughts. Because the way they think will be eventually the way you think. And then the way you think will be the way you speak. And now you speak like they speak. And now you're saying things that God never said. You'll start thinking about yourself the way God never thought about you. And now you'll project that on yourself. Come on, talk to me, Gandhi. Gandhi said, I won't allow you to come into my life with your dirty feet and trample upon my pure, clean heart and my mind. Okay, let's, let's go to the Bible. The Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. So your dirty thoughts become your dirty actions and deeds. Hmm. So I won't allow your opinion to affect, watch this, the way I walk, the way I talk. The way I think about me. I think the way God thinks about me. Because my thoughts become his thoughts. Because his ways become my ways. So I want to think like, okay, y'all looking at me strange. I'll give you Bible again. Let this mind that be in Christ. Be also. Look at your neighbor say, in you. So guess what? You can have the thoughts of Christ. So I can think like him, thus I will talk like him, I would act like him, I would walk like him. WWJD, what would Jesus do? Uh, I would do as he does. So I can't allow you to affect my thoughts. The way I think about me. I have to think about me the way God thinks about me. So when the world comes and tell me I'm no good, I'm nothing, that ain't what my daddy say. Period. I think I got it this time. Period. I, I can't, I gotta continually think like God thinks. Because the world will tell you differently. The world will tell you differently. So I gotta have his thoughts. Things that are lovely, things that are peaceful, things that are kind. Think on these things, he says. So when I look at my life, I got to think about my life the way God thinks about my life. Hallelujah. Let's go to work. Romans chapter number eight. Genesis chapter one. I gave you ample amount of time to find it. I'll extend that time by us doing our faith declaration. Are y'all ready for it? Repeat after me. Today I'll be taught the word of God. My spirit is ready and my mind is sharp. I believe the word. The word is truth. It is without error. I believe what the word says. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I can be what it says I can be. I believe what the word says about me. I am redeemed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am healed. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. Shout that again. No sickness nor disease shall come near my home. I'm more than a conqueror. I am rich. Wealth and riches 
shall be in my house. Find a neighbor, talk to them, say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Prophesy over your other neighbor, they're jealous, say, wealth and riches shall be in your house. Shall I'm blessed to be a blessing? My house is blessed. Uh, shout again, my house is blessed. My marriage is blessed. My children are blessed. My church is blessed. Shout boldly, shout I'm blessed. Now say amen to that if you would. Shout it again, amen. That's, the scripture tells us in Genesis chapter number one, we'll come back to our next text. In, in, <clears throat> as we read the text in Romans, Genesis chapter number one tells us, and God said, let us make mankind in our image and in our likeness. <clears throat> So that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the earth. Verse number 27 says, so God created mankind in his own image. (laughs) In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Look at your neighbor right quick and say, I look like my daddy. <laughs> oh, God. I look like my daddy. Creating his likeness and his image. Jump over to Romans chapter number eight. It says, you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, does not belong to Christ. If you don't have the spirit of Christ, you don't belong to him. Somebody shout, that's not his words, but that's his word. But here's this, catch this in the text before you see it. He says that you're not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. You're not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit. So how should we operate, move, and matriculate through the life? Watch, not by your flesh, but by the spirit. Because your flesh is a mess. And if you're not led in God by the spirit, if you're led by your flesh, then you'll be led into destruction. And God comes to admonish us, to tell us, don't walk in your flesh, but walk in the spirit. Be led by the spirit, not by your flesh. Now, let's be honest for a second. Your flesh has desired some things that you know that were no good for you. Y'all ain't honest in this place. That's some stuff you want that you know you shouldn't have. And your flesh is like, ooh. And the spirit says, no, but your flesh says, come on, R. Kelly. Didn't he sing about it? Yeah, look, see, some of y'all telling on your flesh right now. Look, y'all are listening to R. Kelly on the way. Amen. How's it go, my, my? You want my body saying yes, but my mind saying no. So how, is that how it go? Uh-huh. <laughs> Y'all know the lyrics. Don't be going Google it now. It's already in your belly. 
But watch. God says we should not operate in this realm of the flesh. Why did I read Genesis? Because he created you to have dominion in this realm. Watch this. Just so you can have dominion over your flesh in this realm. How so, apostle? By the spirit of God. That the spirit will control and keep you. Because what you want to do, the spirit say, no. You're like, okay, all right, you got me. But, oh, no, okay, you got me, all right. I really, listen, take six seats. God wants us to walk by the spirit, not by the flesh. Father, now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your precious spirit that endudes and empowers us, even in our weakness. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hear this. God's character is unchanging. God's character is unchanging. This month, leading up to the end of, uh, in the month of February, we're celebrating 10 years in existence as a church. Ten years. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. <laughs> Telling you this for a purpose. So in the ten years, we've never done a church anniversary. Uh, we never did a pastoral anniversary, celebration, none of those things. That's just hadn't been our culture. But uh, we found it uh, to be fitting that we celebrate ten years, over a decade that God has moved through this ministry and done some great and mighty things. So we want to celebrate uh, this 10-year anniversary. 10 years, 10 years, 10 years of God moving and operating. And watch, God's character through this church has never changed. We have always been who we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So in, in the midst of that, we, uh, God put on my spirit that uh, as time goes on, as we're celebrating each month, we're going to do something exciting and be a blessing. The Holy Spirit told me be a blessing to those who are part of this ministry as a business, those business owners. So every uh, week we're celebrating one of the business owners here that is a part of Elevate Church, that's a part of our business ministry. So we're allowing them to share their product uh, with the congregation and to sell their product, amen, so we could be a blessing to them to support their product. So the Holy Spirit said, also, I want you to tie their product in with the word. We're going to put the word on it, amen. So we're doing a series of messages that will be likened unto the businesses that are connected to Elevate Church. So this week and on last week as well, we're celebrating and highlighting positive behavior, Somebody shout positive behavior. It is a clothing uh, brand, a product uh, by our very own music director, Marcus Fisher. And so he's selling his product in the foyer. Pick up a shirt, support him. We want to be, matter of fact, he is right there. Wave your hand, Fish. Amen. Amen. He gone. Amen. So make sure you support him at the end of service on today. Uh, we want to be a blessing them, promote their business. And uh, so that's our efforts to be a blessing back to those who are a blessing to us as well. So this message entitled today is called Positive Behavior. Shout again, Positive Behavior. 
with the subtitle, Fruit Inspector. Look at your neighbor and say, how's your fruit? Oh, God. That's going to be real tight through these parts. Look at your neighbor again. Ask your neighbor, how's your fruit? Let's go to work. Y'all pray for me. For you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. One translation said that you have been born again, not of a corruptible seed, but one of which that is incorruptible. That you have been born not of something that is corrupted. That's why it's so important that you're born. Look at your name and say, be born again. Because there's some things of you before Christ that was not befitting of the kingdom of God. And he says, now when you give your life over to me, I am now giving you that which is incorruptible from in exchange for that which was corrupted. Okay. Because there's some things in your flesh that will get you in trouble. That's the corruption. That when you were birthed into this earth ram through the fall of Adam, there was a seed that was deposited on the inside of you. A seed of corruption. Can I, can I just tell you something? You were perfect. You were perfect. But when you got birthed into this earth realm, you got birthed into flesh. Corruption. (laughs) God, for the fashion, you knitted you in your mother's womb as a perfect being. But the moment you came out in flesh, corrupted. Corrupted. That's why he said you were born, but yet be born again. So whatever you were birthed into, he said, be born again so I can birth you into something new. Well, I was born this way. Well, be born again. Because the way you were born was not the way God intended you to be born. Y'all quiet. The way you live and the way you act now is not the way that God intended for you to live in the way you are acting now. So he said, be born again. So that now you can be born, born or birthed into this incorruptible seed that I want to deposit on the inside of you. Um, I'm working hard today. I see it. I see it. So what does it mean to be a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian? And if I were to poll everybody in here, you, you probably would have the same definition as the world has. Uh, to be Christian is to be, see what I'm saying? To be Christ-like. But to be Christ-like is not exhaustive enough or expansion, expansive, expansive enough for us to just say that I'm a Christian and I'm Christ-like. That's good. But here's the problem with that. You already like Christ. <laughs> Did we just read in First Genesis that you're formed in fashion? Let us create them in our own likeness and image. So you are already like 
Christ. So to be a Christian, the moment you give your life over to him, you are like Christ. Done. But that is not exhaustive enough. So we got to take the definition of what it means to be a Christian and expand that. Y'all ready for it? So to be a Christian, to be Christ-like, we get that. But here's how we are to operate expansively. To be a Christian is to display the transformative power of Holy Spirit. That's what it's to be a Christian. To display the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. Because you know how it is. The first time you pop off at work, the first thing they're going to say is, I thought you were. You know why they're able to say that? It's because you're not displaying that. Oh, y'all. Hello. The reason why they're able to say that I thought you were a Christian because you were not displaying the transformative power of Holy Spirit. Because if you were displaying the transformative power of the Holy Spirit, you would have cussed them out last week, but this week you held your tongue. Ah, the, the things that they done to you last week, they can't do it to you this week because I'm displaying the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. I want to, but I was kept. I wanted to cuss you. I wanted to cut you, but the Holy Spirit kept me. Oh, y'all. I've been transformed. The Holy Spirit keeps me. Do I want to kick him in the jail? Yeah, yeah. But the Holy Spirit said, no. Oh, I want to cuss him out. Y'all, come on. Let's, can I just be trapped? I, I told him earlier. So our next door neighbor, he has a pet bull and cute little dog. But every morning, this pet bull comes and he poops in our yard. Every morning. And I really believe that he's doing it intentionally out of spite. Because I watch him through the window and I be like. <laughs> and he just look at me. Ploop, ploop, ploop. And I went over to my next door neighbor time and time again and said, man, don't. Your dog pooping in my yard. Now, if he's going to poop in my yard, at least come clean it up. But he doesn't. And I really want to. The Holy Ghost. I really want to kick his trash can over. I really do. I, I really want to kick his trash can over. I mean, he's going to clean something up. If he ain't going to clean the poop up, he's going to clean his trash up. I, I really want to. But the Holy Ghost say no. Watch this. I need you to protect your witness. I need you. To, what would you do for the cost, uh, for the sake of the kingdom? What, what would you do to protect your reputation? Not for your sake, but for the kingdom's sake. Would, would you be willing to put away your offenses? Would you be willing to put away your revenge and your payback moment? All oh, the big payback. Would you re- be willing to put that to the side for the sake of the kingdom? To protect your witness. So that they won't be able to say, oh, I thought you were a... That's the transformative power of the Holy Spirit is that you're not like you used to be. Oh, I want to clap back at them on Facebook. I saw that post that they posted. I know they were talking about me. I know that they were saying that about me and I really want to clap back. But the Holy Ghost said, no. Don't do it. Why? For the sake of the kingdom. Watch this. I need you to bear good fruit. Y'all quiet up in here. 
I need to bear good fruit. So a Christian is to display the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. And watch this, to walk in the dominion of God's glorious glory. That's what it means to be a Christian. That I walk in his glory. What do you mean, apostle? Everywhere I go, I carry his glory with me. Oh, God. Can I help somebody here today? That everywhere I go, I carry the glory of God with me. And and watch this. The glory is not about me. The glory is what's on me and what's in me. So when I go places, where I go, I bring his glory. Okay, y'all not catching it. Galatians chapter number 2, verse number 20. It says, no longer I that live it, but Christ that lives within me. So I carry the glory of heaven on the inside of me. So wherever I go, glory shows up. There's nothing to do with me. Because the glory is reflective and not absorbive. So in other words, I can't absorb it for myself. I'm just here to reflect it. So when I show up, things should change. Things will change. Things have to change. Why? Because I bring the change agent with me. I carry his glory. Watch this. When I show up, sickness has to manifest. Because I carry the healer with me. Freedom and deliverance have to happen. Why? Because I carry the deliverer on the inside of me. Everywhere I go, he goes. So when I show up, things got to change. Where there's corruption and, and there's chaos, I show up, peace shows up. When I step on the scene, it's just boom, something got to change. I was at a recording on Friday, and uh, at this recording, I was walking, uh, well, I think I was coming outside, going to the car to go back inside. So as I'm walking out, there's a young lady, uh, she's uh, on a TikTok, and, and she's showing everybody this TikTok, and it was, all, it was at a church, and there was all kind of cussing on the TikTok, and she was passing it around. And the moment I passed by her, she said, oh, I'm sorry. Wait. You were good with this before I showed up. It was okay for you to do it until I showed up. But what happened when I showed up? The glory showed up. It it had nothing to do with me. She didn't know who I was, who who I am. I'm just walking through the building with t-shirt, jeans on, and a jacket. uh, Walking, and as I'm walking by, she said, oops, I'm sorry. I'm going to turn it off. Has nothing to do with me. But everything to do with what's on me and what's. Ask your neighbor, what does your fruit look like? Oh, y'all. If I step on your toe, I step on your toe. It's important for you to recognize that these things, uh, things aren't. It's important for you to recognize that these aren't things we produce primarily through our own efforts. Whether they come from the Holy Spirit. They come from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works, uh, his works of transformation in our lives. So these things happen by the Holy Spirit, not by you. In Galatians chapter number five, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, my shout, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. I, I, I want to take a moment and put a pen here for a second. But, but read, uh, read with me the, the first uh, syntax of the line. Uh, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Let, let's read that together. Ready? One, two, three, read. But. 
Stop right there. The third word in this sentence is fruit. Am I right? Is that plural or singular? All right. Sing, come on, y'all. It's singular, meaning one, right? One fruit. One fruit. So the fruit of the Spirit is singular. So the syntax of this sentence, the next thing after this, should be a singular description of the fruit. But it's not. It's plural. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. So if this was to be true, that the fruit of the Spirit, according to English, uh, the way our rules go, then the fruit of the Spirit should just be love. The fruit of the Spirit, it should have stopped right there. As a descriptor of fruit, singular, the next thing to describe the fruit should have been singular. Okay, y'all making me work too hard right now. So it just should have been love. One thing, but it's not. It's plural. But the text says it's one. Let me break it down for you. So the fruit of the Spirit, it is not the fruit of the Spirit if you only operate in love. Well, I'm so loving, but you ain't kind. I am of the Spirit. No, you're not. Because you got love, but you don't have kindness. Oh, God. Uh, uh, but but uh, I'm so good, but you're not faithful. So you're not operating by the Spirit of God. If you operate in one, you need all of them. Look at your neighbor and say, you need all of them. You need, you need all of them. So you're not operating in the fruit of the Spirit if you're not operating in all of the Spirit. And all of the Spirit is all of these things. If you don't do one, you have done none. Oh, God. Ask your neighbor again, how is your fruit? Oh, but I'm so faithful. I got forbearance. I got two, but I ain't got no peace. Then you're operating in a spirit that is not of the spirit of God. So if you've done one but hadn't done all, you're operating of another spirit. And it's not the spirit of God. So tell you, maybe you got to do them all. That's how the world is able to look at you and say, oh, I thought you were a. Because they seen you operate in faithfulness, but you're not operating in love. And they say, oh, I thought you were a. Because I saw you faithful, but I didn't see you loving. And when you don't operate in all of them, watch this, you place an indictment against the kingdom of heaven because now they look at you as what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like. And they say, oh, well, that can't be godly, but I'm a Christian. No. Somebody shout out. You become a reflection of what the kingdom of heaven is supposed to look like, but you don't look like it. Because you're not eating of the entirety of the fruit. 
It's my shout out. So here's some behavior themes that Christians, some positive behavior that we should be operating in. Compassion and kindness. Generosity. Humility. Patience. Joy. Peace. Some of y'all are, oh, you ought to see the expression on some of y'all face. Some of y'all just got uncomfortable all of a sudden. Oh. Faithfulness. Merciful. Here's an ugly cuss one here. Forgiving. These are some behaviors that the world should look at and know that you belong to the kingdom of God. When you're operating in these themes and these modes, they're like, oh, something different about you. That's something different. Your fruit is different. And watch this. When, when they see this fruit, it becomes, um, it becomes appealing unto them. When they see this fruit where, uh, where you normally would be one who have no patience, but you're patient with them, they look at that fruit and say, oh, wow, you have been so patient. That's good. When you're showing compassion, where you used to show no compassion for people, and they look at you and say, wow, thank you for the compassion. They're tasting of your fruit. Oh, y'all quiet. When you're faithful, when they have seen yourself to be unfaithful, but they see your faithfulness and they look at you and say, man, I remember when y'all know y'all got those people and you're like, they always remind you of who you used to be, but they see who you are now. I remember when, but now you're so faithful. They're inspecting your. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, oh, that's good. Oh, I, I like being around you now because you used to be so angry and mean and cantankerous. You were so hateful, but now, oh, ooh, that's good. You know, the Bible says in these days that men in the book of Isaiah going to come tugging on your coattail, asking, what must I do to be saved? What must I do? They're going to come tugging on you. On your job, in the house, at the marketplace. They're going to walk up to you and tell you know why? Because they see your fruit. And you're just going to be walking and be like, it's something different about you. I was thinking about killing myself, but the Lord had become talk to you. Ask your neighbor again, what's your fruit like? You know, Peter will walk through the streets. And his shadow would just heal people. The apostle had, Paul had handkerchiefs on his body and those handkerchiefs would heal people. The fruit. The fruit. Ask your neighbor again what your fruit like. God is expecting your fruit. People are inspecting your fruit. And you can put all the scriptures you want on Facebook. You can carry your Bible everywhere you go. You can have a closet and a drawer full of T-shirts, Jesus free. But people are looking at the fruit. They're looking at your fruit. They're not looking at what you're wearing. They're looking at what you're representing. 
They're looking at what you're carrying, what you're doing, how you're living, how you're talking, how you're treating people. They're looking at your fruit. They're inspecting your fruit. Because you cannot get good fruit from a bad seed. He wants to know what your fruit is like. So if there's good behaviors and uh, positive behaviors, then there are some destructive behaviors. Here's some destructive behaviors. Selfishness. Hatred and malice. Oh, here's one. Sexual immorality. God. Oh, la, 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 la. Greed and idolatry. Slander. Y'all don't do that. Your neighbor do it, but you don't do it. Prejudices. These are destructive behaviors, watch this, that come from a corruptible seed. That's why God admonishes us to be born again. So that which was corruptible can now be replaced with incorruptible. So now instead of you operating out of your flesh, you can operate out of the spirit. Because if not, these things are going to come upon you. I can promise you this. If you're not walking in the spirit, you're going to be walking in the flesh. It's just one or the other. You, you just got two shoes, a left and a right. That's it. Two sides. The left and the right. That's it. You just see you're going to do one or you're going to do the other. That's it. It's either up or down, black or white. Either you're going to walk in the spirit or you're going to walk in the flesh. And I guarantee if you don't walk in the spirit, you're going to walk in the flesh. Guarantee. Look at your name. That's a guarantee. It's a guarantee. Some of y'all in y'all flesh right now. Because you're not in the spirit. Because you think I'm talking directly. Well, who, who told him about me? He talking about me. I sure am. Holy Ghost told on you. So it's either or. Oh, you're going to walk in the spirit or you're going to walk in the flesh. So if you're walking in the flesh, you're going to have these displays of destructive behavior in your life. Can you say amen to that? You better say amen to that. Can you say amen to that? First Peter chapter number uh, two, verse 12 says, live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, that they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visit us. Let, let me say that again. It says, live a, such a good life among the pagans. Uh, one says, uh, let, let your good work so shine that your father in heaven. Be glorified. In other words, watch this. You will live such a good life that even the unsaved folk will glorify God. That, that even your haters will look at you and glorify God. That even the atheists and the heathen, the pagans, and all those who don't even know God, don't care less about God, they will look at you and say, man, that must be a God. Such was the same with King Nebuchadnezzar. Shedrach, Meshach, and Abednego cast into a fiery, burning furnace. That the king Nebuchadnezzar looks at their good works, jumps to his feet, 
and recognize that there's a God with them. Oh, God, y'all missed that. He is a pagan king. But he saw their good works and he gave a good God glory. I thought I threw three people in. But I see a four that he is likened unto the son of God. Matter of fact, after they're out of the fire, he says that nobody should ever talk about their God no more. A pagan king glorifies a great God. Watch this. Because somebody else is fruit. (laughs) That's what the text is saying. That when you live in such a way that people should look at you and glorify God because of your good actions, because of your good fruit. Are y'all with me? Corrupt behavior is a weed that grows only in the vacant lots of abandoned hearts. (laughs) Corrupt behavior is a weed that only grows in vacant lots of abandoned hearts. What are you talking about, apostle? That when your heart has been dethroned from the presence of God, when it is abandoned, weeds grow. Have you ever seen a house that has been abandoned? The grass is not kept up. The maintenance is not kept up. The boards are rotting. The foundation cracks. The windows are broken. You you know what? It is because, watch this, there is no ownership. And watch, when there's no ownership of your life, then there is no maintenance or no maintaining of your life. When your heart has been dethroned from the presence of Jesus, you have removed ownership. Weeds begin to grow. Sexual immorality, hatred, idolatry, lust. Y'all quiet in this church. Malice, discontent, discord. All these weeds begin to grow in your heart. Why? Because Jesus is not there to maintain it. So now you're operating of the flesh and not of the spirit. Why? Because you have no, watch this, governor, no landlord. Okay, I'm going to land the plane right here. See, because it was real easy for you to say Jesus, the Savior. It was real easy for you to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. You know how easy it is? Romans tells us that when you confess with your, and you believe in your, that's easy because you just did it. That's the easy part. Confession is easy. You just got to open up your mouth. That's easy. But the hard part is this last part. Because he's Jesus Christ, the Savior He is Jesus Christ, the Jesus Christ, the the Lord. That's the hard part. Savior is the easy part. You know why? Because he did all the hard work in the saving. 
You had nothing to do with the salvation part other than to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart. I am saved. But the hard part is the transformational part. It's now where you transform your will into his will. That's where he becomes the Lord. Okay. The connotation of this Lord means master. It means owner. It means, catch this one. It's going to help you out. Landlord. Anybody ever had a landlord before you rented a property? Some of y'all? Yeah? You can't even paint your own walls without first talking to the landlord. That's right. You can't paint the walls in the place you live without getting first permission? That's what making Jesus Christ as Lord of your life is like. It's like, I need permission first before I paint the wall. Oh, God. I can't knock a wall down. I can't change nothing without the landlords. That's the hard part of bearing good fruit. Is because now I got to be up under the governing, the governance of a landlord that wants to lead and guide and direct me. That's how you bear good fruit because the good fruit, watch this, don't, is not of you, it's all of him. He's the one that'll keep you if you want to be kept. Oh, God. He's the one that's going to inspect your fruit and say, I don't like that one. I don't like the way you talk to them. Can you do that again? I don't like your thoughts right now. Can you think of something else right now? I don't like the way you treating them. Can you, can you, can we get a do-over? Can, can we get a, can you go back and try that again? I don't like the way you spoke to your husband. Can you go back and apologize? I don't like the way you responded to your wife. Can you go back and apologize? Can you do that? I don't like that fruit. Can we try it again? I don't like the way you are unfaithful, inconsistent. Because that's the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. Can you do that again? I don't like that. Can we get a do-over? I need you to do over. Why? Because the world is watching. Because you are a representative of me. And I got to inspect this thing to make sure that everything is right. And everything is in order because it is not you they're going to blame. Ah, it is not you because you have put my name on this thing and you have said of, of, of yourself that you are a Christ-like. So you're saying that action is my, oh God. You're saying that this is the way I act because you are Christ-like. You're saying the fruit that you're bearing is my fruit. You're representing me. And the way that you're acting, you're acting as though you're supposed to be me, but you're not putting out the right fruit. So you charge heaven with a crime. 
That's why the world is running and fleeing away from the church when they should be running into the church. Watch this. It has nothing to do with the church, but the people who are. How does that old thing go? This is a start, the steeple. Open the door and hear all the. I don't know. Something like that, huh? And open. See, watch. We have charged the steeple. But the problem is the. We have said that this is the problem, but this is not the problem. The Amble and the Constitution said, we the, we, we the people. Ask your neighbor again, what, what is your fruit like? I believe God is calling us in this season. To bear good fruit. Because when your fruit is right, then the harvest will be plentiful. We have ran away more people from the church than we have brought to church. I'm going to say that again because you need to hear it. You have ran away more people from the church than you have brought to the church. Why? Because of your bad fruit. Well, I ain't do nothing, but you ain't do something either. So today, the Holy Spirit is here today to inspect your fruit. I know it's pretty harsh, and I swung pretty heavy. But God is calling us today to make sure that we represent the king and the kingdom well. We represent the king and his kingdom well. That we represent him well. So I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. On yesterday, we had our leadership meeting. And as leaders, we piled into the altar to ask God for forgiveness, to repent of our own sins. Why? So we can be an example. So that we can bear good fruit. Fruit that would be pleasing and acceptable. Appeasing. Appealing. So that others would come and tug on our coats and ask, what must I do? What's different about you? What change you made? How did that change come? Jesus. So today. Here's an opportunity for all of us at this moment. I don't care how long you've been saved. Because it's not about a tenure of time. It's about what you have done with that time. It's about the fruit that comes along with the time that you have been saved. Because when you stand before the Father, he's not going to ask, well, how long you've been saved? Good. Come on in. You've been saved 30 years. Come on in. Yeah, that's a pre prerequisite 30 years yeah you made the, you made it come on he's gonna ask let me see your works present your deeds unto me cast those before me if they're good deeds fire will come upon them and they will come into silver and gold they will come up like gold and before him but if they're bad deeds they're gonna be burned up like hay and stubble 
says, when you come before me, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the fruit. Where the fruit at? Where the fruit at? So there are those of you here today. I want to start with those who have not accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Make that decision today. Then there'll be those of you today who are backslidden. It's time to get it right. But I'm going to take it a step further. There are those of you who say that you're a Christian, but you had not been bearing no good fruit. Now, that's no judgment. It's a judgment-free zone. But if that's you today, today he's expecting your fruit, inspecting your fruit. He's inspecting your fruit. It's a good time to get it right. Good fruit, great harvest. If you're here today, I'm going to pray after which I'm going to ask you to make that decision. Father, now in the name of Jesus, you said none come unless the Spirit of God draws them. We're not operating of the flesh today. Our flesh says remain seated, remain uh, with our hands down, remain in darkness. Uh, No one has to know what uh, I've done. No one has seen the darkness in my heart but you, God, so I'm going to keep it hidden. That's, That's what your flesh would say. But the Spirit would say, listen, it's time. What's done in darkness events will be exposed in the light. So here's a light moment for you to be exposed. So that way you can get it right with me before the time. It's that moment right now. If that's you today, and you would say, you know, hey, I, I've been falling short in some areas. God knows and you know. And today you want to be set free from that. I'm going to ask you to lift your hand. To accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and save a backslid and getting it right. Or just lacking in good fruit. If that's you, put your hand in the air now. Do it. Thank you, Father. I see you, ma'am. I believe there's others today will say, that's me. I see you, ma'am. Lift it high. I see you. There are others today that say, that's me. Come on, let them inspect your fruit. Look at your fruit. The last conversation you had, the last thought, the last person you treated badly. Think about that moment. If that's you, lift your hand. Some things you could have done, but you didn't do right. If that's you, lift your hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I see you, ma'am. Any others today? Any others? Any others? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Any others? Lastly, if you don't have a church home and you felt the Spirit of God drawing you to this place to make a decision to be a part of what God is doing here at Elevate Church, if that's you today, would you lift your hand? Need a church home. You need a church. You need a can I see you, ma'am? I see you, ma'am. Was that a hand lifted? Amen. Is that you as well? Amen. We have another over here. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Any others today that would say, today I'm connecting. Today is a day of connection. If that's you today, would you lift your hand? Make an Elevate Church part of my family. Any others today? Any others? Come on, give the Lord a hand clap praise all over the place. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For those of you who have made a decision, we thank God for you. For those of you online, if you want to make a decision to be a part of Elevate Church, just text the word join to 225-361-2016. And for those of you who have given your life to Christ, uh, you can simply text hashtag I say yes in the box below. Someone will correspond with you online uh, for those who have made a decision to make Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior today. 
just hashtag I say yes. Come on, stand to your feet all over the place. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Were you blessed of the word of the Lord on today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless you and God, we thank you. We thank you, God, for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your undying, unfailing love towards us. God, we thank you for the opportunity to get it right. We thank you, God, that you have gone through our bushels and our baskets and you inspected our fruit, God. And you have taken out that which was rotten, that was no good, God. You give us opportunity to produce good fruit. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you. We love you, God, with all of our hearts. It's in Jesus' mighty name we do pray. Can somebody clap their hands and give God some praise in this place? Amen. I want to encourage each of you as well. Don't forget to support. Amen. Brother Marcus in the foyer, uh, if you would. Next week, we're going to celebrate some other business uh, partners of ours here at the church. Uh, so we love you guys. This Tuesday, amen, is uh, our worship night, our sin night, first Tuesday. I want to invite you to come out and be a part of our worship night on this Tuesday. And don't forget that we're only having one service next Sunday. One service, 915. Amen. Love you guys. God